0: Yes, welcome to Bay Panel. March is right around the corner, and with it, brings March Madness. And today, today I'm going by one of the teams looking to make a lot of noise next month. We yeah. were We will say Wildcats men's head basketball coach, Eric Duff. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you?
1: Doing great. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. You got
0: Um the season, you guys are having a great season. Um, great season right now. What's your thoughts on the first part of the season?
1: Yeah, you know, we've had some great wins in our program. We've, you know, we were able to beat St. Mary's early in the season. We have wins over Yale, Wyoming on the road. We've played three guarantee games and and won two of them. Uh, you know, we've had we, we we got off to a good start and, and a little bit up and down in conference play, uh, had a stretch uh, where we lost five out of six. But now we've won six in a row and and playing much better yeah. and and uh, seem to have found a little better rhythm.
0: Yes. And you guys are 10 and two at home. Um, yeah. But
1: right home court advantage. For sure.
0: Yeah. How's it for you guys playing at the Event center? Well, we have <laughs>
1: great fan support here. Yeah, it's a great arena. Um, you know, the D event center has a tremendous history. Uh, yes. the, the Elite Eight game, uh, Jim Valvano and the and the North Carolina State Wolfpack, when they when they won the national championship that year, they played, the Elite Eight game was here against Ralph Sampson in Virginia. Um, sure. And then uh, Jason Kidd's played in here in the NCAA tournament. You know, we've had uh, obviously Damian Lillard's played a lot of games in this building. And so it's, uh, it's a place where, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a rich, rich in history. We've got great community, great fan support. And, uh, and we love what the D event center gives us. Yes. Um, you personally, you had, you had a lot of experience at
0: community colleges up until you got your um, start, your head coaching position at um, Weber state. How was it for you going, going through the great, Institutions you went to to get the experience to help you grow as a coach you become now?
1: Yeah. Uh, Kansas junior college scene at that time was was tremendous. You know, they had lots of great players, lots of great coaches. Uh, you know, Steve Forbes, head coach at Wake Forest, Tim Jankovic uh, was a head coach at SMU, uh, Brad Underwood's head coach at Illinois, um, Chris Beard at Ole Miss. Uh, Chris Jans at Mississippi State, you know, with Steve Lutz now is at Western Kentucky., uh, there's just a lot of good coaches that were in the in the in the Jhawk conference and the junior college ranks at that time and and uh, we had some great battles., uh, you learned to recruit at that point. Uh, we only had we had a rule in the state we could only have six out of state players. and so we had what, seventeen, I believe junior colleges trying to fight for those in-state players. so you you learned to recruit. you learned how important that was. and uh, so it was a you know a great uh, platform to get yourself prepared and and uh, get onto the Division One level. How was it for you playing under Coach Randy and learning from him? Yeah, you know I uh, was here sixteen years with him. He learned under Stu Morrill. Uh You learn to do things the right way. You learn the value of of hard work and bringing in good quality people. Uh, you know we never compromised on the character of the guys that we brought in uh, I mean, we've had very few nights here in in 18 years, where we've had to worry about what our guys are doing at night. And, and so that's always been right. important to us. And, and, uh, and then we've got some really good players along the way. We've been fortunate, uh, you know, in our, in our 18 years here, we've had two guys drafted, obviously, Damian Lillard, Joel Ballenboy was drafted by the Utah Jazz and, and we'll yeah. probably have our third this year. And so, uh, you know yeah. we've been we've been fortunate, and, and uh, you know it's a good place. Uh, we have alignment with our administration and community, and and so it's been a good relationship.
0: On um, your playing career, um, you played at Sterling High School and then started college. Yeah. Um, what from your playing career did you bring into your coaching transition?
1: Yeah, I think just learning the game. You know, I wasn't a great player, but uh, you know, so I had to be cerebral. I had to learn the game, how to play it the right way uh and I didn't have a lot of success in college my wife was a good player we we met in college and her team was fantastic and so she had a lot of uh, success winning and i and watching her team play I learned a lot actually but uh um you know I just I, I I knew I did know this I knew that because I wasn't a great player in college I was gonna have to work really hard on the coaching scene and and uh to get into coaching I I uh I worked Roy Williams' uh, basketball camp at the University of Kansas and started meeting some people and and moved up the ranks there uh, in camp. Uh, guy that ran the camp for coach for Coach Williams was uh, his assistant named Joe Holiday, and I was still a college player and he put me in charge of a gym, which was the first time he would ever done that. And uh, and so I got to meet Coach Williams a lot, right. he'd come by and and check on all the gyms and. And uh so I kind of developed relationships there and got into it and uh worked hard and and uh tried to do things the right way and and uh here we are.
0: Yes, as we mentioned, you guys are having a great season right now. Is it um six six in a row? Um this roster only has two 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 seniors on it currently. How's that for you knowing you have great great
1: talent coming back next year? Yeah, we have a we have a good mix and we've tried to do that. You know, the transfer portal's been you know, it's 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 something out there that you that you have to deal with, and we have some good transfers. But we we've tried to recruit some freshmen too, and guys that we could right. we could uh, have in our program that are developing this year. We've got some really, really talented freshmen that we're really excited about that aren't getting to play a lot. We have we have one, uh, Viljame Vertainen from Finland, who plays a lot for us, is in our eight-man rotation. Uh, but we got a couple right. of guys from Serbia. Uh, one, Marco Saranash, who plays some for us, and then we're uh, his cousin Nemanja is, is red-shirting this year. And we're, we're excited about who those guys are and where they're going to be. And they're learning from our veteran players. Uh, you know, we, we have two seniors, of course, we'll lose Dylan to the draft. And so, uh, you know, we are you know, we're excited about what we've, uh, what we've established here and our veteran guys have been great. And we're, we're, uh, happy where our young guys are at as well.
0: Yes. Dylan Jones, 15, um, <laughs> Based on a player of the year on um, awards. Um, yeah. Posting him and watching him grow as a player.
1: You know, Dylan's been it's – it's been fun watching his growth. Uh, he got – a senior in high school, uh, he only averaged three points a game. He was at Sunrise uh, Christian Prep School in Wichita, Kansas, and was on an outstanding team, you know, one of the best teams in America – uh, but he only averaged three points a game, and and uh, he was probably the seventh or eighth most recruited guy on that team. Uh, but Dylan has a tremendous passion for for being a good player. Uh, he he right. was not a shooter when we got him. He his freshman year, he only attempted 16 threes. He was four of sixteen. By his sophomore season, he had made six in a game, and so you know his his development as a shooter and and as a scorer uh and his commitment the time that he's put in there it's it's been fun to watch he's a tremendous player he's big strong got great vision plays hard very cerebral one of the smartest players i've ever been around and uh you know he's just grown as a person along the way too it's been fun to watch yes he's a team in like um like every category yeah yeah he's a stat stuffer you know he's he's yes. always valued he's never really valued himself as a scorer number 1 he's he's he mostly values himself as a playmaker and, and uh, so his ability to pass the ball, speed the game is, 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 you know, is really high level. Yes. He's leading the charts. I was
0: also knowing you have players that can come off the bench and give you three point shooting. You have a couple of players averaging over
1: 30% shooting 33, 5% shooting threes.
0: Um, that's important, especially when those guys need a rest.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, we've, uh, the, the one guy I mentioned, Viliame Vertainen, is a freshman. He comes in, he's 6'6", and he can really shoot it. He's a good player, and that that helps us. K.J. Cunningham coming off the bench has been very solid for us. Um, you know, Then we're fortunate with the guys that we have returning from last year. Uh, Dyson Kohler has really taken a step this year. Steven uh, Verplankens uh, was an all-conference player last year. Uh, he's, he's a tremendous shooter. And then you know, we think the anchor of our defense is Alex Chu, our our six ten uh, center, uh, and his ball screen defense is is high level, and he can really move, and uh, he really sets our defensive tone for us. and And then we got to transfer, Blaze Three, um, from a Division two school. His dad, Sedale Three, played in the NBA for sixteen years, and uh, Blaze has given us another playmaker to take some of the burden off uh, Dylan in that area.
0: Yes, the Biscay Conference. Um, How's it for you coaching in the Biscay Conference? It's one of the most competitive conferences in the country that's evident by the, by the records. When I mean, You guys are in third right now. That can, You can move, move, we can move into first and then four games. Um, How's it for you playing in that conference?
1: Yeah, you know, the, the talent level, I, I think when we get new coaches in the league, uh, David Patrick, who's the head coach at Sacramento State, him and I were visiting a few weeks ago, and he said, man, I – I just didn't realize how good a, the players were in the Big Sky. Uh, you know, Dalton Connect uh, uh, was at Northern Colorado, transferred from Tennessee. He may be first team All American this year, and um, you know he was second team All Conference last year in the Big Sky. There's good players in our league, uh, good coaches, uh, and and the travels hard. You know, we're out here, we're in the mountains, you we got weather yeah. problems. Uh, so the travel can be difficult, but you have to hook up every night, and and uh, you know these games. It's, it's like any conference. I mean, there's a, so much familiarity with each other that that the games are going to be close and tight, and got to find ways to win close games. But uh, uh, yeah, it's a tremendous league, very well coached, and a lot of talent. Yes,
0: yeah, so you guys are playing ball, good ball at the right time. As I said, March is right around the corner. Uh, for you, do you look forward to March as much as we do? <laughs> as, yeah as much as we do it is i'm still a fan also i love march madness I love carving the final four it's that time of year we all look forward to
1: no question it's you know it's i still think it's the one of the best sporting events in the u.s and and uh i think the reason for it is the urgency the that every game has you know it's it's uh win or go home and and uh yeah it's uh it's it's great for the fans it's stressful for the coaches I can tell you that and, and the players but I know the fans love it and and uh it's great to be a part of um you know if you're able to make the NCAA tournament it's just a spectacular experience and and uh, we, you know we've been there multiple times and and uh, I've enjoyed each one of them and hope to do it again this year
0: um as coach of Weber how is it knowing like you guys had? Damian Miller. Now you have Dylan Jones. You have high caliber players. Also bring future players in the future to want to play for your program. That's a that's a good good job you guys are doing.
1: Yeah, you know I think um, you know being able to to bring Damian in here and and uh, and coach him, our staff during that time. I mean we we knew we had a special player. Didn't quite know how special. Uh, but, uh, right. you know, Damien was a very loyal guy and he, he really set the tone for this. And, you know, I, I know he, people were trying to get him to transfer after his freshman year and he never even wavered. He said, Hey, I'm, I'm, I won't leave. And, and, uh, right. you know, Dylan has followed in that, uh, you know, Dylan could have transferred last year and made a lot of money in, in, uh, NIL and, and, uh, said he wanted to be a legacy player at Weber state. It means something to be at Weber state. It's a, it's an important thing. Uh, you know, right. we're, you know, we take that very seriously and we hold that and hold Weber State in high regard and want to do well for them. And, and but when you have players like that who are loyal to the program, who've stayed, it certainly helps. Uh, it just tells that next guy that's coming along, hey, this is a special place. I can get wherever I want to go from Weber State. Uh, if I want to play in the NBA and I'm good enough, I'm talented enough, I can right. do it through Weber State. And so that's an important message to send these guys. Um, It's obvious for your
0: players um, react to you? How would you describe your coaching, your coaching approach?
1: Yeah, we're just, you know, we're not fancy. We're just, we tell them in the recruiting process, uh, you know, we're not fancy recruiters. We're not fancy coaches. We're just going to tell you the truth. Uh, we're going to, sometimes it's fun to, you know, sometimes it's great to hear the truth. Sometimes it's not so, you know, maybe it's not so fun. It's not so easy. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're not big yellers and screamers. We, but we do hold them uh, to a high standard and, and, uh, we have great relationships with them. I have a tremendous staff, and we spend a lot of time with our guys outside of basketball, sitting here in the office, talking to them about different things, playing in my staff, they they have video games in their offices, and these guys are in here and and uh, and so we just you know we're we're very, uh, I think we're very relationship oriented here. Guys love playing here. We have very few guys that transfer out. And, uh, you know, I think they respect the fact that uh, we do things the right way, tell them the truth. And out- outside of that, there's not much more you can ask for. Yes, how
0: is it for you as head coach having Eric, Dan, and George to lean on at times
1: to give you feedback as well? Yeah, you know, I've got three great guys. I mean, uh, Eric Daniels, his dad, was in the is in the assistant coaches hall of fame. And Donnie Daniels, who, who was at, at Utah, UCLA, Gonzaga, uh, he comes to all of our games, um, you know, and right. Eric's grown up around basketball and he knows the ins and outs. He's got great relationships with people out there for recruiting. And um, and uh, Dan Russell, who we got from Montana state is just a tireless worker. He's been a head coach before. So he has that element. Jorge Ruiz is a young guy uh, who grew up uh, in LA and, and uh, helping the Compton magic, uh, you know, as, as, he was growing up and it's been around Bob Hurley and, and uh, Bobby Hurley and and Dan Marley at Arizona state and, and Grand Canyon. And so he's, you know, he's seen a lot of different levels of basketball and, and uh, those guys just work extremely hard and, and they're, they're, they're the same. I mean, they, they all the same. They, they value relationships with the players. They spend time with them outside of basketball and, and uh, you know, I think that helps you coach your guys. Yes.
0: Uh, for you, when did you know coaching was in your blood? Like you wanted, to, you knew you knew that was your calling.
1: Yeah, you know, I was in college. I was I I coached a little bit, and when I was a high school, when in high school, coaching some youth teams, just our high school team had, had a little league, and we we all coached different teams, and I really enjoyed it. Thought maybe I wanted to to go to law school. I was a history major, and uh, and uh, you know, just decided kind of as, as I was a player in college that I that this is what I wanted to do, and. Uh, you know, it's not the easiest way to make a living, but it's, uh, you know, it's stressful this time of the year, but, um, but, you know, I don't, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. I love being around the players that keep you young, they keep you energized. And, uh, you know, it's just been, uh, and to be honest, when we have my wife and kids, I mean, we're all in it together. And so that makes it, uh, a lot easier as well. I, I told you my wife was a good college player, has been around the game her whole life and, so all the time, commitment that you put in, stress, everything, it helps when your family's all in as well.
0: Yes, right now you guys are 75, 75 away from home. That's actually a good record to, to above 500. I'm sure some things to look back on you would do differently. But how is it for you knowing your team coming together on the road to put out tough wins?
1: Because playing yeah. on the road is different than playing, playing on the yeah, road to totally different know. than playing that. I I think winning at St. Mary's early gave us some confidence, um, right? And then you know we've had I uh, our SID was telling me the other day I think we've had we we've had five wins on the road. It's been that that team's first home loss of the season at St. Mary's, uh, Wyoming, uh, Eastern Washington, Northern Arizona, and Oral Roberts. You know, or when we beat Oral yeah. Roberts at their place, they had the nation's longest home winning streak at 21 games. And I don't know. I think I think we've just kind of developed a confidence on the road. Um, uh, you know, sometimes when you get on the road, you can get a little bit you can be on edge a little bit more because you know you have to play well, you know you have to be on top of it, and and uh for whatever reason. And and then to be honest, we have a you know, we have a player down the stretch that can close out the game. And that's a you know, that's a big part of it.
0: Yes. And those wins you just described are going to be huge going to going to the postseason play, because you as a whole team Know that you guys can pull out the tough wins when they need to come, when they need to be there.
1: Absolutely, you know, we tell them all the time. Hey, these games are great for us. This is what the tournament's going to feel like, and uh, you got to be able to play through those emotions and and uh, hang in there and and find some toughness and and uh, so yeah, we're hoping that helps us for sure.
0: I'm sure it will. Eric, thank you for your time. Good luck at upcoming um, postseason. We're watching you guys. Thanks for your time. Hey, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. A Death Circle back in the future. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Sure. Yes, that was Weber State Wildcats, men's basketball head coach, Eric Dove, joining me. Thanks for your time. Thank you.